You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm here in the studio, uh, starting with Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? Pretty good. How are you, Neil? I'm doing well. And Ken, how are you? Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, Coming to us from L.A. is Matt. How are you, Matt? Good. How are you? Doing well. Uh, So full studio here, uh, home and abroad. Uh, Good to see everyone. Uh, Matt, I just uh, got back from L.A. where we spent some time together. That was a fun time. Yeah, you got to see the L.A. studio. Made it pretty nice out here. We got a, a see, desk. See a hung, a a, hung one picture on the wall. Yep, and we got to um, we got to see uh, just the, you know the the one pan back there. We got to cook one egg, and it was good. <laughs> yeah, and then filled my sink up with the one dish. I understand. <laughs> uh, so uh, we were in LA together, and and we had a kind of a fun story. Uh, we went to a place called Little Bar, which was uh, recommended to me by uh, our friend Justin Shady, who I've been to many times. It's a great great little bar. Uh, sort of in the La Brea area, and uh, Matt and I were there for a while, and Matt, I'll let you finish the story, but we were there to about one thirty, and we were ready to leave when we, uh, we actually were kind of yelled at to stop. Yeah, there's these two girls that were really kind of struggling with one of those video trivia games that you put money in and you don't win anything, um, and then uh, just started answering all the actors from Lord of the Rings, more or less, and uh, she's like, how do you know that? What do you do? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Are telling her about the podcast. Yeah, we told told about the podcast. Uh, their names were Emily and Kate, so we appreciate you guys uh, talking to us about the podcast. And we played for quite a while uh, on the trivia game. And if it was for money, I think we would have won a lot of money. But uh, we did our part uh, as um, I don't know, like trivia or trivia knights and no armor. You did you know, okay on uh, Lord of the Rings questions. I got them all right. Oh. And then Matt was like, "What are you doing? You hate Lord of the Rings." I was like, "I know who's he in knows it, the actors." Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was fun. Uh, so we had, a, we had a fun time. So thank you to them. And, uh, thank you to Matt for, uh, for hosting me. It was a, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about you guys? Uh, anything here before we introduce our special guests? I'm just really excited to introduce our special guest. All right. Well, Ken, I'm going to leave it to you to introduce our special guest because he's a Patreon, uh, supporter at the United States champion level. He's been on the show before with, uh, Ryan Clefcorn Myers as a contestant, but he's written a game for us today. It's Peter Wynn. How you doing? I am doing well today, uh, guys. How are you today? We're great. Thanks. Glad to be here with uh, you guys and Matt in L.A. And uh, this is going to be the first game that I've ever written, so we'll see how it goes. It has been play-tested, so hopefully these questions aren't too hard. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it. And you're wearing a Triviality t-shirt. Thank you. An orange t-shirt, uh, branded logo there from inkedinscreen.com. So thank you for, for wearing that and supporting us uh, over at the merchandise table. My pleasure. I'm this is one of my uh, preferred T-shirts. I do have over a hundred of them, so uh, I do like this T-shirt. It's comfortable, and I love the logo. And of course, it's an orange, which is my favorite color. Yeah. Now you are so saying like you have over a hundred Triviality T-shirts, correct? Right. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yes, great. In all different colors and all the styles <laughs> and everything like that. Yeah. And after the show, make sure you check out our merch table. You know, we got uh, T-shirts and back pins, uh, our uh, merch, concert posters, our table from back in the days when you were in a band. Yeah. Just talk. To, merch. Just talk to the the girl back there. <laughs> We'll take, a, we'll take a Polaroid with you. Uh, well, Peter, uh, thank you for writing a game for us today. And uh, you said it was play-tested. Anyone you want to give a shout-out to? 
Uh, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Dustin Rush. He's the one who helped me play test all the questions. Um, and Ryan Clefcord Myers did help me with one of the questions, which I had to toss out because I figured if he couldn't get it, probably nobody could. All right. <laughs> well, uh, maybe we'll, we'll save that one for a bonus afterwards. Yeah, challenge accepted. Yeah, we'll have to save that one. Uh, well, I guess uh, bef- let's just get started. I'm going to team up with Matt because I just got back from L.A., so we're still in that L.A. energy. Uh, L.A. I, my... Confidential? Yeah, let's be L.A. Confidential, Matt. That sounds good. And we'll be uh, Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Ooh, <laughs> all right. So L.A. Confidential versus Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. And uh, let's go to the rules guy. And since Ryan Clefcorn Myers was one of your playtesters, let's see if he can if he can do a Ryan Clefcorn Myers impression. Hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! His Ryan Clefcorn Myers impression really sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. It's, it's really weird. It is really weird. You think he'd yeah, it wouldn't have as much yelling, but... Why do you start with, hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried? I don't know. It's sort of like a meta mind twist. I don't know. I, thought that I was, was hoping for the Sinbad one, but maybe next time. Yeah, maybe Ryan. He's quirky. Yeah, Sinbad's on sale in the, uh, in the store. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. For the, for the uh, rules reading store I don't, that I don't we think, use. I don't think we want Sinbad, do we? He, I don't know. <laughs> he, he took care of the first kid. I don't know. So, uh, Peter, uh, feel free to take it away. We're really excited to play your, your first game. Okay, we will start off with question number one. The category is The Godfather. The natural health company Goop was established in 2008 by Gwyneth Paltrow. She's widely known as being the daughter of Bruce Paltrow and Blythe Danner. However, who is Gwyneth's godfather? He might even give her some purple gifts. Uh, Matt, I can lock this in. Yeah, I I think I'm okay here too. Because I think it's uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Is the Godfather, who also directed Godfather? What's the Purple Gifts reference? Mm, I don't, I don't Super know. Super into Prince. Something about. Oh yeah, it might be Prince. Uh, whatever. Go ahead. Um, I so Matt. Um, I was thinking of Drew Barrymore for some reason because Steven Spielberg is her grandfather, a Godfather. But uh, I actually, actually think it's also Spielberg. But I, I can't remember. I'm going to say Spielberg. All right, your answer is Steven Spielberg. Yeah. That's right. That came up on a previous color episode. purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The color purple. Sorry, I should have. I got it. I got it mixed up. So I was thinking because she That's played uh, she played young Wendy in Hook. That's right. Um, when she was like a teenager, it might have been her first first role or first big role. Yeah. All right. Question number two. Time for a makeover. What cosmetics company is headquartered in Poole, Dorset, in the UK, and has a philosophy of only using natural products? They produce all sorts of shower, bath, and beauty products using only vegetarian or vegan recipes. They also do not use any ethanol in their products, so you can't get drunk from using them. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, one of these companies, so we're going to put that one, and we're locked in. It fits with the clue, too. Uh, Matt, then, it's Lush, right? Oh, are, are they vegan? Yeah, and... Um, yeah, the soaps the, taste great. Yeah, your uh, your brother's girlfriend is a was always talking about this product, and I know that uh, when I worked with her, and uh, a lush is someone who drinks a lot, so it makes sense for the clue. Ah, okay, I'm good with that. If you want to lock that in, yep, locked in. Yep, I'm a huge fan of Lush, and I'm uh, I've been cleaned with their soap this morning, and we put Lush. And your answer is Lush. I also use a lot of their products. I'm surprised they haven't used that famous song. Is it Hush, right? The Hush, Hush, Lush, Lush yeah. yeah. That's such a deep purple. Yeah, that's such an untapped market. I don't, I don't think they have any commercials. <laughs> I guess they don't need them, right? They're, They're so popular. In every mall in America. So. Not, not for their demographic either, I could imagine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 12 year old so. girls love Deep Purple. <laughs> They're on Snapchat. Deep Purple, like putting the bath bomb in the bath. <laughs> Is their follow up commercial just smoke on the water? <laughs> no, it's vape on the water. All right. Sorry, Peter. Feel free. All right. Question number three. Things, things from my childhood. What company, in partnership with Mattel, produced such toys in the 90s like Gak and Flome? 
Surprisingly enough, they don't make jukeboxes. I think we're good to luck in here. Okay. What's the jukebox clue? I don't know, because I was thinking it was Nickelodeon. Gak, I remember Gak. I used to play with it. Um, yeah, and then Floam was the... Um, it was like foam, but it was gross. I don't know. It had like, it was like a, a crunchy kind of thing. It was yeah. weird. I'm know. not sure. I, the jukebox clue is... I, I bet there's like must be like a famous company of jukeboxes, and I can't... Like Wurlitzer, but I don't think that's a jukebox. Well, then I was thinking of the Fonz. But I don't know if it'd be like oh oh yeah like Winkler yeah let's just go Nickelodeon because I I have no idea. Yep, we also said Nickelodeon because uh, I think officially Gak was like kind of meant to be what they slimed everybody with on the show on the oh. shows. So Nickelodeon. And your answer is Nickelodeon. Ooh. Good. Yeah, Nickelodeon is also it's informally known uh, as a jukebox because you just throw a nickel into oh, it. The original Nickelodeon. <laughs> yes, that's okay. Okay, so now we've uh, magically made an audio correction, and uh, we will continue on to question four. All right, question number four is going to be in math. Every triangle has three interior angles. When you add up all three of these angles, how many degrees do you have? You can turn around and look behind you for the answer. We're locked in. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Matt? Yeah, it's. I think it's 360. Mm. Yeah, but or if he no. says turn around, no, wouldn't no, it be no, 180? No, you're right. It's that wouldn't that wouldn't make any sense. Cause... Haven't you ever played the game 1080 on Nintendo 64, Matt? <laughs> I have. Uh, I was more of a cool borders man myself. Oh, um, get out of here! I don't even <laughs> want to see your face right now. 1080 was the really cool snowboarding game, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that game. Konsuke Kimache. Oh, that was great. Oh, man, that game's classic. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Just 180? Yeah, it's it's 180 because I think an isosceles with the right angle would be 90 and 45, 45. So that'd be 180. Okay. All right. We're going to lock in with 180. Yep. Um, if you have 360 interior degrees, that would be a square or some kind of quadrilateral. So we said 180. And your answer is 180. Nice. Okay. Question number five. This question should be a softball. How many innings are in a standard game of softball? Hint, Brad Pitt told me it's not nine. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know this one, Matt. Uh, are you locked in, Jeff? Yeah, we're locked in. I believe softball mm-hmm. is seven, not nine. Yeah, and, and Brad it, Pitt was also in seven, so yes, seven. All right. And we said seven. And your answer is seven. All right. All right. The game. And now, Peter, is that well, seven the, with the number seven as the V? Yes, yes it is not seven, seven with the number seven as a V. So yeah, it is uh, 50 for LA Confidential to 40 for Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. All right. Question number six, sibling rivalry. The founders of which two shoe companies, known primarily for making athletic shoes, were brothers? We're locked in. Yep. Neil, you've, you've asked this one, haven't you? Yes, uh, it's one of my favorite trivia facts. I believe it would be... Uh, the Puma and Adidas, not brothers, but they, those are the shoe companies, the Puma and Adidas brothers. I'm going to just call them that. <laughs> yeah. That was Puma their Adidas. That's yeah. their last name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me and Jeff had this trivia question, uh, last Come Monday. Up. Yep. Um, we were fighting by ourselves since Matt is in LA and Neil is slacking on yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Adidas and Puma. All right. And your answers are Adidas and Puma. Uh, the brothers being Adolf Dassler and Rudolf Dassler. And Dasher and Donner Dassler. Uh, we're not in the shoe business. And Puma and Blitzen. <laughs> All right, next one. Category is going to be You're the Tops. Puma T-O-P-P-S. man, he fights like a moron. <laughs> what series of trading cards originated in 1985 and was designed to spoof another popular toy at the time? By depicting variations of characters with deformities, abnormalities, or suffering horrible fates. It was very trashy humor. I feel like, can our lives just are aligning with this game lately? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we're locked in? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, Garbage Pail Kids, right? Yeah, one of my favorite things to collect. I loved the movie, which was very disturbing. There's Um, a movie? Oh, there's a movie. Oh, it's bad. Live action? Oh, yeah. Oh, f***. Yeah, there there are there are actors of a smaller stature in giant suits looking just like the characters from the cards, and there's like a, a an alien goo that they have to. It's crazy. It's it it's amazing. Like nightmare fuel. Oh, it's if you haven't seen it, just look it up. Garbage Pail Kids, watch it. It's uh, 
it's gross, but I loved it as a kid. It was I watched that and Howard the Duck at the same time, like every day. It's back and forth. But that, that explains, explains a lot. <laughs> Anyways, our answer is also garbage pill kids. Something I never really understood the appeal of, but uh, sure, garbage pill kids. It is the garbage pill kids. Have you seen the movie, Peter? I have seen the movie. Do I? Am I glad I saw it? No. <laughs> Well, if I ever get in the mood to give myself sleep paralysis, I'll, I'll watch that movie. <laughs> All right. Question number eight. Strap your boots on for this one. Coleco Industries made the famous Cabbage Patch Kids and the groundbreaking ColecoVision game console. At one point, they were also the largest manufacturer of above-ground swimming pools. But none of this is how Coleco began its business. What does Coleco stand for? I'm guessing it's maybe... Co Lee and then Co for company. So I don't know what you can get out of that, but yeah, Colorado <laughs> leak. <laughs> they grew leaks. This is Gary Cole's company. Yes, character actor Gary Cole, <laughs> famous character actor Gary Cole, the vice president of everything you've ever seen. Nah, it makes them funny. I've already done two jokes. Is that not enough for you? No. Are you not entertained? We're, we're tapping now. I've already done my two jokes for the day. I'm under contract for two jokes. And that's two, joke it. two jokes and a butt double. Yeah. Um, you guys are giving up? Yeah. yeah, they're giving up. Matt, any ideas here? So I'm, I thought maybe Cole, C O L, isn't that the abbreviation for Colonel? Um, oh, you know what? That's. I think it might be something military and eco, meaning like either. Like uh, eco friendly or. Yeah, I, I like that idea because his clue, his category name was "strap your boots." Yeah, so it might be it might be like military fatigues or something like that. If that's the answer, I won't feel bad because I would have never ever gotten there. All right, what is it, Peter? The answer is the Connecticut Leather Company. Oh, <laughs> ooh, we were not even close. Okay, question number nine: Some things people like to catch. In the popular Pokemon franchise, most people are familiar with Pikachu, the yellow electric-type Pokemon based on a Pika, a cousin of the rabbit. What most people aren't familiar with is that Pikachu is an evolved form of another creature and can evolve into a third form. What are the names of the first stage and the third stage of evolution of Pikachu? We're locked in. Oh, I wanted to lock in first. I have no idea, Matt. Uh, Colleen's the one who plays Pokemon Go, so you're going to have to talk uh, about this. Do you still oh, play Pokemon little, Go, Matt? Little... Oh, yeah, I'm up to like 480. I'm disgusting. Uh, I <laughs> way too much. Uh, the little baby Pikachu is named uh, Pichu. And then he evolves into Raichu if you give him a Thunderstone. So those are the two, Pichu and Raichu. And no. I think they're in Smash, which is probably why Jeff knows it. No, Jeff knows it because um, he loves Pokemon, uh, the original 151. Um, knew them all. Uh, Pikachu is 25, Raichu is 26. Um, and then when the abomination... You would, you would be the kind of person who memorizes Pokemon by their number. Yeah. yeah. And you I'm, talk in the third person. I'm exactly Je that kind of person. Jeff plays Pokemon. He does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no. Um, the And then when the uh, the second wave came along, uh, I thought Pichu was an abomination. So we said Pichu and Raichu. All right. Your answers are Pichu and Raichu. Pichu and Raichu. Raichu also in Street Fighter, right, Ken? Yes. As Ken enjoys his coffee. <laughs> Question number 10. Hey, buddy. Pauly Shore is best known for his roles in comedy films in the 90s, such as Encino Man and Biodome. However, prior to this, Pauly got his start in 1989 as a host on what television network? Hmm. It, um... Yeah, we can lock in. Okay. I'm sure it's I'm the same thing. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll lock in, too. You guys, you're yeah, locked we're, in? Yeah, we're locked in. It's, it, he was an MTV VJ, wasn't he? Was I thought it? so. I thought it was MTV. Because I think that's where the, the weasel character comes from. He would come on and be annoying. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I thought Peter was going for... Um, I thought he was going to say like his, his his mom was the famous owner the of the comedy, comedy store. store. And I thought that's what he was yeah. going to go for, but he actually went VJ route. But I think it's MTV. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I want my MTV. Yep, we guessed MTV. All right, the answer is MTV. All right. Good job. So pretty strong okay. game so far. Um, looks like uh, LA Confidential has 90 points, and uh, we have 80. 
So 90 to 80. Um, so before we go into the swing round, Peter, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to? Because you haven't been on the show in a while. So anything uh, new and exciting in your world? Yeah, uh, I'm still a pharmacist um, working for a very large pharmacy. Uh, and um, other than that, not a whole lot new has been going on in my life. I uh, lead a pretty boring life, but uh, I do listen to a lot of you guys, one of the most uh, anticipated podcast I listen to every single week. Um, yeah, you guys always make me crack up, so I do appreciate that. Uh, and, thank you. Uh, other than that, things have just been going status quo. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. Uh, we, we like to think of ourselves as the uh, doctor-prescribed uh, amount of comedy, and, and you're the one who gets to prescribe the so, right amount. So a low dosage? A low dosage, yeah. Mm. So one more thing. Just the right dosage. One more thing before we uh, go on to the swing round. What is going on with this Christmas sweater? <laughs> oh, it is December, uh, beginning of December, December 1st. Uh, so I'm wearing a Roadhouse Christmas sweater. It has Dalton on it, and it says... 1989, ringing around the top. Yep. Uh, and then Patrick Swayze uh, in silhouette, making some fists. Yep, and it says... Well, I think the, the one is open-handed. If I look at the Roadhouse poster behind me, oh, okay. <laughs> it says "Be nice until it's time not to be nice to not be nice." So, um, yeah, it's a cool Christmas sweater. I figured I'd wear it uh, to mark the the season. Um, it's very sharp. It's like all in black, and it's got silver and gold. Uh, yeah, it comes from China. It was very late last year, so it's I didn't like get it's to wear made it. of a tent or something. <laughs> I, it could be the shiniest material. sweater I've ever seen. It's very shiny. Uh, I wore yeah, it, it being a uh, it being January now. Um, if you're going to order a Christmas sweater from China, you should get those orders in if you want them by Christmas because they they take a little bit. Yeah, I, I got this last year and it took forever to come, but I, I'm wearing it um, uh, as a thank you to all of our patrons, including Peter, uh, for your um, for your your donations and for your help with the show. Um, it's it's this like this is a, where your money is going, just so you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, this is from my own pocket, but no, it's. Uh, um, just a way to say thank you, uh, because you are giving us gifts and, uh, this is a, a Christmas sweater. So it all ties in. Maybe we'll post a picture. Yeah. We'll post a picture and thank you to the patrons too, by the way, who sent us Christmas cards. That was really cool. Uh, to our, our work address. We appreciate that. We read them all. We looked at them and hung them up on the wall and all that good stuff. So thank you very much for doing that. And Jeff, where can people find uh, Patreon? So thank you, Neil. Yeah, people can find us at uh, patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Uh, link is in the show notes. That'll get you over to our site and you can see what options might be great for you if you wanted to support us. Um, support at any level is very much appreciated. There's a lot of great things over there. Um, some of our bonus episodes are phenomenal. Uh, we had a recent wager that we fulfilled, uh, which goes up for patrons at every level, um, which I adore. Um, I really, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, Neil, and uh, the show is kind of one of the best things I feel like we do. Um, and... I, I had a great moment when we were, we were doing the, the recent payoff for the bet. And uh, I just uh, I really thought about how, how wonderful the support of our patrons is and how I'm glad we can give things like that back to them. So if well, you want to know what it is, so they want to see it. That's true. So uh, the punishment was a reading of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And every other stanza is a different celebrity impression done by Ken and Neil. And we did our best. I yeah, think I tried tried for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I was just in absolute stitches. So uh, if that's something that appeals to you and dear God, I hope it is. Um, you can find that and more at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. All right. On to the swing round. Okay. Your swing rounds category is I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> Phasmophobia is the fear of ghosts. I am going to give you 12 different phobias. I just need you to let me know. What is that the fear of? Mm. All right. All right. Your first one is going to be ornithophobia. It's O-R-N-I-T-H-O-phobia. Your second one is apophobia. That's A-P-I-phobia. Number three is anthophobia. That is A-N-T-H-O-phobia. Number four is dendrophobia. That is D-E-N-D-R-O-phobia. Next one is selenophobia. That is S-E-L-E-N-O-phobia. Next one is philophobia. P-H-I-L-O-phobia. Next is going to be siderophobia. That is S-I-D-E-R-O-phobia. 
D-E-R-O-phobia. Next is going to be uranophobia. That is O-U-R-A-N-O-phobia. Next is going to be gynophobia. G-Y-N-O-phobia. Number 10 will be androphobia. That is A-N-D-R-O-phobia. Number 11 is philemophobia. That is P-H-I-L-E-M-O-phobia. And your last one is going to be nyctophobia. N-Y-C-T-O-phobia. All right, we'll discuss and be back with our answers. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, all the answers are now locked in, so let's uh, let's review these and see how badly we did. And let's get through this, because it's not good. <laughs> all right, your first one, ornithophobia. LA Confidential, what did you say? We uh, we just thought this was uh, Alfred Hitchcock, so we said orn- ornithology for birds, so we went with birds. Yeah, I know this one because I'm a bad person. I had a former manager who has ornithophobia, and she had a desk calendar that she... Uh, didn't want to w- open to one of the months because it had a giant photo of a bird. So I made sure to alter that and post it all over her office. And you, and you gave her a, one of those <laughs> drinking birds for, yes. for Christmas. Yes, the ones yeah. that balance. So birds. Yes, it is a fear of birds. And for apophobia, uh, confidential. Um, yeah, uh, we weren't too sure on this one. So for apophobia, we thought it might be running out of data and not being able to download any more apps. That's funny because we said it's a uh, fear of the app Tinder. Oh. <laughs> Epiphobia is the fear of bees. Ah, apiary. That's right. The oh. bees. Nicholas Cage had that, right? Yeah. Wicker man. <laughs> Anything but the bees. What about for anthophobia? Yeah, we thought, uh, you know, anthropomorph- anthro. Oh, I can't say it. Kind of, uh, anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic. Thank you. Matt and I tried to say it for like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, we just thought that this is, uh, you're afraid of the results from your 23andMe. Um, I just think this is the fear of people. It is the fear of flowers. Oh. Hmm. It makes that sense. Makes sense yeah. yeah, Jeff has that. He never brings flowers to me. Ever. Not anymore. What about for dendrophobia? Uh, this one we thought we might have a clue. I thought it had something to do with teeth, and a common fear is your teeth falling out, so we put teeth falling out. Yeah, we just put teeth. Dendrophobia is the fear of trees. Oh, wow. <laughs> not doing so good. <laughs> a lot of nature in this so far. People do not like being outside, I guess. Yeah. What about for seleniophobia? Yeah, this one uh, was sort of a, a knee-jerk reaction to the... Uh, American Music Awards performance from Selena Gomez. We said that you're afraid of Selena Gomez singing live. <laughs> That's fair. Um, we said the moon, however. It is the moon. Oh, God. How'd you guys get that one? Where'd that come from? Selenium. Selene. Is it a, it's like an element? Selenium's an element, oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> but also it's just like an element. Just general knowledge. Any, anywhere you hear Selene, it's usually uh, the moon. Oh, interesting. I'll remember that. Ken probably got it from Underworld. Yeah, that too. I have a Celine uh, nasal solution that I wash my nasal cavity (laughs) out with sometimes. And philophobia? Um, Yeah, we thought uh, it might have something to do with like philanthropy. Uh, So we'd say that this is uh, the opposite of our patrons and said the fear of charity. And we said uh, this is the fear of love. It is the fear of love. Oh, man. 
We are getting crushed. You were right. Well, that one might have been a little personal, guys. No. Siderophobia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, siderophobia, um, you know, it, it reads like side. Uh, and we thought uh, this was just the fear of, of side boob. And we said this is the fear of being caught with your side chick. Siderophobia <laughs> is the fear of stars. Oh man! So Matt said these all have to do with nature, but you know, if you're if you're too out far out in nature, you might lose your reception and not be able to download our podcast. So I get it, you know. Yeah, indeed. Uranophobia. Uh, yes, I we had absolutely nothing for this one, and I literally can't think of even a joke answer. So we had nothing. Yeah, we were talking about this one, and um, Jeff said maybe it had something to do with like Uranus, uh, the planet. Um, slash the the god that it's based off of, but we couldn't quite put it together. We said ultimately that it was the fear of the ocean. Uh, you were closer with the Jupiter or the Uranus issue. It's actually the fear of sky or heaven. Mm. Yeah, I was pretty sure Neptune was the seas, but yeah, I couldn't right. remember what Uranus was with associated with. Gynophobia. Yeah, this one we sort of zeroed in on on the word gyno. Uh, you obviously think of gynecological uh, you know things and whatnot but uh we kind of oh, you're really comfortable with this conversation aren't you <laughs> yeah well, well, we, I forget what he wrote well we we wrote one thing that but you know it's a little too too uh specific so we, we're just gonna say women in general yeah we said women yeah it is the fear of women androphobia uh, Matt, this uh, one let's be, plug Matt he in. Had an idea. It makes sense that it'd be robots uh androids me etc uh robots and we uh, took the uh, opposite of gynophobia and said uh, fear of men. It is the fear of men, oh, guys. Wow. Philemophobia. Yeah, this one, uh, we, we thought it's a very distinct fear, um, something that a lot of Motown singers probably felt uh, in the 60s and 70s uh, and other people. And we said it's a fear of Phil Spector. <laughs> <laughs> And we said it's the fear of having to attend a Philharmonic Orchestra performance. It is actually the fear of kissing. Hmm. Hmm. Phil Spector. And lastly, lastly, the uh, nyctophobia. Nothing, Matt. No. All right. Well, we Nothing thought it, we thought this reminded us of uh, the Klaatu Brada Nikto from the day the Earth stood still. Uh, so we said it's the fear of giant metal alien robots. And we said death. It's actually the fear of the dark or the fear of night. Mm. So I'm not sure if uh, anybody caught on. There's a, a theme going on with these answers. Mm-hmm. Birds and the bees, and the flowers and the trees, and the mm, moon yeah. up above, the thing called love. Oh, wow. That's impressive. The stars wow. in the sky and a girl and a guy and the way they could kiss on a night like this. And those mm. are the lyrics to I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. Wow. Nice job, Peter. That was great. I just wish we knew more uh, more phobias. So uh, we picked up 25 points on that round over at uh, Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. LA Confidential only picked up 10. So that brings our total score to 105 and LA Confidential's to 100. Round number two, question one. Facing your fears. In the REM song, Stand, the lyrics in the chorus direct you to face a couple of directions. Once after you stand in the place where you live, and again after you stand in the place where you work. What are those two directions? This is one band mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about, and I don't know their music that well, other than the, you know, and, the hits. Yeah, and I can literally just hear stand in the place where you live over and over, and yeah. I can't get to the next line. That's because that's where head. the stop motion movie ends. I want to stand in the middle of the street and let it fall. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that lead singer from R.E.M.? Michael Stipe. Michael, Michael Stipe, right. Stipe. He was the ice cream man in Pete and Pete. That helps. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, doesn't. Matt, um, I'll just, you have no idea, right? No, no, no. You can All right, I'll, I'll base lock it, it off in. of uh, Connie's kids and say North and West. Okay. That's fine. Do you have any idea? I'm trying to go through the song. And I'm what just... about like stand in the place where you love or stand in the place where you are or something like that? Ooh, I don't how, know. How about that? Sure. Otherwise, I mean, I'm just guessing. Yeah, that sounds, stand in the place that you are sounds some like something yeah it's like accepting you know 
what what's going on. Also, if you're going to stand in the place where you live, I mean, you're usually there. So. Stand in the place where you... Okay, so we're going to say stand in the place where you love and stand in the place where you are. Yeah, I think the lyrics stand in the place where you live. And then is it I Feel Fine? That could be a different song. I don't know. That's, that's a different song. Okay, but anytime that he gets hurt at the doctor, like, are you okay? He's like, I feel fine. Um, we said corner and we said end. I have no idea. Uh, wow. I, sh- I, I should probably clarify this question because it said, cause I, I thought I was uh, pretty clear about facing a couple of directions. Mm-hmm. By directions, I mean cardinal directions. Yeah. That's why I said north and west. <laughs> and Neil ignored me. <laughs> Your answers are north and west. Oh, sorry, uh, Matt. Question number two, Life Goes On. In the television show Life Goes On, which aired from 1989 to 1993, one of the main characters named Corky had Down syndrome. Down syndrome is a genetic disorder that is caused by the presence of all or part of a third copy of a chromosome. Given that humans have 23 pairs of chromosomes, what chromosome number is affected that leads to this disorder? Corky wasn't able to drink on the show, but not because of his disorder. I want to talk about this. I'm I'm sure. You remember from last time? Yeah. Okay. Especially given, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're looking for which chromosome? Correct. Are you guys locked in? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 21. Um, it says it's a 21st chromosome because they I've seen there's like shirts that talk about it and that kind of thing um, I think also the show was rebooted and I think it's on Netflix now but I'm not 100% sure but I think it's 21 yeah I was thinking 21 as well we can um, lock in with that yeah we'll lock in with that yeah so we had this question the other day and um, overwhelmingly people thought it was the final chromosome the 23rd um, and then he said no you dummies it's uh, the 21st I'm pretty sure and then he gave the hint about drinking as well. So we said 21. Andrew is 21. Next question. The category is the MCU. Avengers Endgame is the highest grossing film of all time, grossing nearly $2.8 billion worldwide and was the most widely anticipated culmination of the story arc across the MCU. How many films occurred before Endgame? Oh, man. All right, let's, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, it's just going to take a second here. Are we going to write them all? Yeah, uh, that's what we're figuring out. Okay, uh, after some discussion, we're going to go ahead and lock in here. All right, so Matt, um, the first thought I had was 22, because mm-hmm. I remember going to the theater and they're saying this is the culmination of 22 movies. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure, certain, so I went through the list, mm-hmm. and I have Iron Man 1 through 3, Thor 1 yep. through 3, Cap 1 through 3, which is 9, mm-hmm. uh, Avengers 1 and 2, which is, and I guess Infinity War, so that's uh, 12. Uh, And then Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man, Ant-Man 2, Homecoming, Hulk, Doctor Strange, Guardians 1 and 2. So that's 9, that's 21. Am I missing one? Well then, and that's the number you had in your head, right? I had 22, and I don't know if with Infinity War that's 22, or with without it, I'm sorry, with Endgame it's 22, or it's 22 before Endgame. I think it's the one. I think it's the one before it. So you think just go twenty-one? Yeah. Okay. I I can't think of a hero I'm missing, but all right, we're gonna lock in with twenty-one. Yep. And Jeff and I compared our lists, and we came up with twenty-one prior to Endgame. All right. Your answer is twenty-one prior to Endgame. Oh, good. There is a. I would have also accepted twenty-two because Far From Home is technically also considered part of that story arc, mm-hmm. but technically that Far was... From Home released after Endgame, yeah. so. I will have accepted either answer. All right. Your next category is going to be in music. Weird Al Yankovic is known for there usually being a song that does not change the lyrics of the original source material on his albums and is performed in the style of polka. Name either of the two albums of the 14 in his discography that do not have a polka song on it. So the only, the only album I can think of is Bad Hair Day. Um, yeah, the only one I know is Running With Scissors, I think it's called. And that one, I think, definitely does have a polka song on it. Okay. You want to go Bad Hair Day? Yeah, I think that's the one that has the Coolio one on it. But, yeah, Bad Hair Day. Yeah, um, I guessed Running With Scissors. All right. Your two answers are Even Worse or his self-titled album, Weird Al Yankovic. Mm. Mm. Your next question is, category is the obligatory sports question. In 1928... The hockey coach Lester Patrick actually came onto the ice and played goalie for his team in the Stanley Cup final. What team did he coach? 
Your sports questions from 1928. Come on. <laughs> we got no one at goalie. We need a goalie here. Just guess. It, yeah, just take right. a stab. I'm locked in. I would. Okay, I don't so, know anything about hockey. I would think it'd be one of the original six, right? Yeah. So, um, and then in the 20s, I mean, I know the Canadians won all the time, so they'd be probably in the finals. I, I'm between the Canadians and the Bruins. And I, I can't pick a Boston team. We're going to go Canadians. <laughs> I respect that. Yep. Uh, Canadians were pretty dominant in early hockey, so we said Canadians. The answer is the Rangers. Oh. oh. The Rangers. Damn it. So we only picked up 20 of that first five. How about you guys? Same. All right. So 120 to got a, 125. Got a pair of, pair of blackjacks. All right. All right. Your next question is going to be in the category of Chicago. O'Hare International Airport was an innovation in airport design. It began as a manufacturing plant during World War II and has an airport code of ORD. However, the letter D does not appear in its name. Why is O'Hare abbreviated ORD? We're good. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last time we went through O'Hare, you told me this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not listening, Jeff. I'm too tired. It's five in the morning, travel. Jeff. <laughs> we haven't even got started yet. ORD, Matt. Anything? No. I, you know, and I... Uh, I actually just booked a flight to ORD. Uh, I'll be there in January, just so you guys know. Uh, well, speaking of uh, you coming here, though, you're going to be here for Geek Bowl, right? I am going to be there for Geek Bowl. Yeah, so we're well, hosting. So Geek Bowl's in Chicago this year. Peter will be here. Uh, he'll be able to come hang out. But, uh, yeah, we're doing an event uh, the Thursday before Geek Bowl. More info coming soon. It's going to be a massive event with all of our friends at uh, Trivial Warfare, Complete the List, Misinformation. Um, it's going to be like an eyes wide shut sort of thing, right? Yeah, mask. You have to bring a mask to the end. There's a, a password. Fidelio. Fidelio. And uh, yeah, it should be pretty fun. So we'll have more info on that. We hired a pianist. Yep, there'll be a pianist there. Uh, as long as you get the password right uh, and you don't take off your mask, you'll be good. Um, but uh, yeah, we're excited about that. But the Geek Bowl is coming up. But Matt, uh, ORD always makes me think of Orlando for some reason. That's why I hate booking flights out of O'Hare. But uh, That's do, why. Yeah. Do you have anything? No, I mean, could D stand for like one of the, it could be like Dearborn or. Um, he did say something about um, the airport being used for something else, right? Originally. For manufacturing originally, but. How about Dole for that brand Dole that used to be in Illinois? Sure. Okay. Dole. Not Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's ORD because of, uh, it either was an orchard or the field that was there before was called orchard. So we just said orchard. Hmm. All right. The answer is it was called orchard field airport. Mm. Oh, next question. The category is going to be alphabet soup for nerds. Everyone knows that in this example of a URL, HTTP colon slash slash www.trivialitypodcast.com. The www stands for World Wide Web. What do the initialisms URL and HTTP stand for? We need both of them. Uh, I will accept either. Oh, either. So URL is less letters, so let's let's focus on that one. Could it be like universal something landing? Like universal no, location. Um, oh, universal something location maybe? Mm-hmm. HTTP. I'm thinking. I don't know why, but in my head, I'm thinking hypertension, toilet paper. No, I think the T and the P, because in an, in uh, in an FTP, that'd be the file transfer protocol. Oh, so oh, I, yes, transfer protocol. So definitely the last. Thing. It might be. It might be hyperlink. Hyperlink or high speed. Tra- uh, tra- I like transfer protocol. Yeah, I think that's the the T and the P at the end, but I, I can't think of the others. How, what about hyper hyper something transfer protocol? Uh, hyper transit transfer protocol? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's fine. Hyper transit transfer protocol. All right. And then URL will say universal um, reroute. I don't know. Route landing. Yeah, yeah, universal route landing. That sounds good. I think you said a few right things. I think we were close. Oh, what did we have, Jeff? Um I think the the first HT, I think, is hypertext. Uh, and I thought it might be transfer protocol. So we said hypertext transfer protocol. And the URL, um, I don't know that one offhand. So uh, universal routing location. All right. URL stands for uniform resource locator. Mm. And the HTTP is hypertext transfer protocol. Uh, 
I like hypertension yeah. toilet paper better. <laughs> I do too. High, high tension toilet paper? Yeah. Neil, I feel really bad for you. <laughs> if that's what you need. <laughs> All right. Your next question is next question is going to be in the category of where are they now and what is it now? This building was a multi-purpose sports arena for professional teams, most notably the Houston Rockets. Until 1998, it held this name. For an additional five bonus points, what is that building now? For another additional five bonus points, where did the Rockets play prior to moving to Houston? What was the name of this category? Who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. Come on, you idiot. Punch my, <laughs> punch my fist through your stomach. You're a <laughs> choir boy compared to me. <laughs> Just like endless amounts. You like? Do you Jeff? like that impression? You love our. I don't bonus know this episode. at all. The the Houston place, Houston Dome. For all three answers, we're locked in. So Matt, the where where did the let's start here because this is the easiest one. Where did the Rockets play before Houston? So I actually don't know that one. Oh no, Matt! Uh, it wasn't Orlando, I do know right? They currently play in the uh, Toyota Center. Okay. Um, so we do have that. Uh, so we need to know what it was, what it is now, and then where did the Rockets play before? And now, I if, can't, if they were the Rockets before, it had to have been somewhere that probably fires off Rockets, right? Like Florida or something? Yeah, you would think so. That one town in know. October, Sky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good callback. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you handle this one because it's kind of sports well, adjacent. I, th- I think... I think that they there they were from. It might be San Diego, okay. Because there was a San Diego team, but I can't remember if they moved to be the Clippers. Um, but San Diego Rockets doesn't does that make sense? I don't think it makes sense. Maybe because it's a military town. Yeah. So we'll say San Diego, Toyota Center, and I guess maybe just like. What would, what would a Houston stadium be called? Just like the H H Town Stadium, or yeah, H Dome, the H, the the big H Dome, yeah, and then Toyota Center in San Diego, and we just put the Houston Dome. Right, they the building they used to play in was called the Summit. Mm. It is now Lakewood Church. Oh. oh, and the Rockets before coming to Houston played in san diego oh nice do we get those five points you do get those five points and now is lakewood <laughs> church is that uh what's what's what, what's joel osteen? Joel osteen. Joel osteen okay yep all right the next question is going to be in the lower class what animal has lower classifications such as african chin strap and crested i'd even accept the answer as given by benedict cumberbatch oh we can lock in matt <laughs> all right there's a clue that you'll get yeah, we and do Jeff too. and yeah. Ken. And we're going to lock in with the uh, penguin. We said... Uh, oh, it's penguins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is penguins or penguins. 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 All right. Your last question before the final is going to be in That's Punny. In this animated TV show, the opening credits always display a building known as The Store Next Door because the storefront is an ever-revolving set of businesses and is never the same in any opening sequence. It has had such occupants as a fridge too far, used appliances, I'd hit that, boxing gym, and scroter rooter vasectomy clinic. Yeah, we're locked in. <laughs> scroter rooter Yeah, did you forget that one? That one's priceless. Hmm. Do you know, Matt? Yeah, it's a show that you should watch that you always say that you would like and then you never do. It's uh, I believe it's Bob's Burgers. Oh, Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I do want to see that. Oh, my God. Lynn, please. Uh, it's Bob's Burgers. Kids, oh, my God. It is Bob's Burgers. I just realized Ken does a really good uh, I was gonna say, John Benjamin. version yeah. of that. That might yeah, be his John best Benjamin. impression, one of them. Uh, after that second round, uh, Illinois by Sufjan Stevens climbs to 165. That's me and Jeff. And LA Confidential... Matt and Neil is at 145. So the game is definitely within reach. All right. Your categories for the final round. Category number one is going to be in 90s music. Hmm. Number two is going to be in kitties or kittens. 
Category number three is going to be in computers. Category number four is going to be in scuba diving. Category number five is TV shows. And our wagers are now in, so let's continue on to the questions. All right, so for your final round, uh, I tried to commission questions from various people I know. So for this first one, it's from my best friend, Rafi, in 90s music. This song is widely interpreted on its surface lyrics of, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. However, this song was also written in anticipation of fatherhood and about being sent forth from the womb as if by a bouncer clearing out a bar. What song is this, and what band released this hit song in 1998? Cool. Question number two this is for my friend Sarah. In Asia and Africa, they're leopards. In the Americas, they're jaguars. All of these species belong to which genus? Not to be confused with a metal band that was active from 1981 to 2003. We're good. Next one is going to be for my husband, Mark. In business, CRM is an approach to handle a company's interaction with current and potential clients ultimately driving sales growth. What does CRM stand for? Good. Okay. Question number four is from my friend Nikki. In scuba diving, the diver down flag is used on the surface of the water to indicate that there is currently a diver below the surface. In the U.S., you can see this flag displayed at businesses to indicate that there are services for divers. What are the colors of this flag? Note that I am not asking about the flag used internationally because this flag is not used in the U.S. Okay. Go ahead. Right. And for your last question, actually, this question is for you boys. What TV show that just premiered its 14th season in September of this year is now tied with The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet as the longest running live action sitcom in American TV history? Okay. We will discuss and we'll be back with our answers. I'm Jane Perlez longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. And our answers are now locked in with the little uh, transition sound that I like to drop in there. And uh, we'll move on to uh, finding out how we did. All right. Question number one. This is for Rathi. What song is this and what band released this hit song in 1998 with the lyrics of, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here? So uh, we're going to start over here at Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Uh, we wagered 30. Actually, we wagered 30 all the way down. We just threw our chips in into the center of the table here. And uh, we think that's closing time by Semisonic. Yeah, we wagered 30 as well, and we went closing time by Semisonic. Answer is closing time by Semisonic. All right, question number two for Sarah. This is Kitties. In Asia and Africa, they're leopards. In the Americas, they're jaguars. All of these species belong to which genus? Uh, um, 
again for 30. Uh, we know jaguars are, are Neil's favorite animal. But we believe these are uh, in the uh, genus of panthers uh, for the metal band Pantera. Somebody said Pantera. Mm. That makes sense. Um, we wagered zero, so it didn't really matter. And the only metal band I could think of that had cats at the time was uh, Def Leopard. So we said leopards. All right. The answer is Panthera. I will accept Pantera as well. Okay. Yeah, because Ken and I were thinking about that, and, and we think that's right about when Dimebag Daryl died, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dimebag yep. Daryl? Yeah. The, the Rest in peace. Oh. From Pantera. He was, the, he was the guitarist. Yeah. Oh. Question number three. This is from Mark. What does CRM stand for? Uh, we wagered another 30 on this. Um, I have a button somewhere on my desktop that just says CRM, and it launches our uh, customer relationship manager. So that's what we went with. Uh, we wagered 10, uh, something that I looked up recently. It's a customer relationship manager. Yep. Customer relationship manager or management. Question number four for Nikki. What are the two colors of the diver down flag used in scuba diving? Uh, yeah, we have a uh, scuba shop around here, and I just had to like dig into my memory to see if I could subconsciously pull something. I just said yellow and blue. I don't know. For 30 points. Yeah, we wagered zero. We weren't really sure. We knew this is probably a flag that Scuba Gooding Jr. would use um, when he goes <laughs> diving, um, but uh, we weren't sure, and we just figured because Peter is wearing our Triviality t-shirt from Inked and Screened, and it's orange and white, that we'd go orange and white. Your two colors are red and white. Is that All a, right, a few good questions. In... What, what's the one where he's a diver? Uh, a a that's of a of honor. A man of honor, that's right. Yeah, with De Niro. Well worth not watching. <laughs> uh, Want to go in the water? <laughs> come on. Come come in the water with me. Water's nice. Put on the helmet. Depressurize. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> You're good, you. Uh, All right. Question number five is for you, boys. What TV show just premiered its 14th season in September of 2019 and is now tied with The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet as the longest-running live-action sitcom in American TV history? Um, a show which the title is a complete 180 from our normal disposition. We said uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Would you wager? 30. 30. Oh, 30 all the way down, right. We wagered 30 as well. And uh, yeah, we thought the only show we could think of that has lasted that long that's a comedy is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The answer is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Good job. All right, that will conclude the game. Uh, looks like LA Confidential ended up with 215, boosted their score a little bit, but uh, by not enough because we gained 90 points in that final round to end up with 255, making us the cream of the crop. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Good game. Good yeah, game. Thank you. Thank you. Hard fought, gentlemen. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Good questions. Yes. Thank you, Peter. All credit to Peter. And, and his friends who helped him out. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Do you have a good yeah, time? I know I made round one easy, and I know I ramped up the difficulty significantly from the swing round. Yeah, no, the no, swing round fine. was tough, but I think we learned a lot. Still easier than Benedict Cumberbatch trying to say penguin. Penguins. Penguins. That's true. Uh, Peter, uh, would you like to give your friends a shout out one more time? We gave you the questions and anyone else that yeah. uh, that helps you. I give my friends a shout out to uh, to Raffi, Sarah, Nikki, and my husband Mark. And then uh, a shout out again to Dustin Resch and Ryan Clefcord Myers for helping me out uh, with these questions, making sure that they weren't too inappropriately difficult. Yeah, that's our that's our mo though. Any question, as long as it's inappropriately difficult. Do you still have that question offhand that was super hard? Yep. Let's see if that we question can, was see if uh, we can originally going to be a question from me. Um, it is, there are many styles of knitting and intricate patterns to be found in this spectacular hobby. What technique incorporates multiple colors, creating patterns that oftentimes repeat themselves and is named after one of the Shetland Islands? Knit one, pearl two. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah, right. That know. is too hard. I wouldn't have ever gotten that. <laughs> yeah, what's the answer? Yeah. The answer is Fair Isle. Fair Isle. Oh, oh that's right. I, Peter, I remember you wrote in, because uh, we got a, a crocheting question, I believe, wrong, because you in, uh, engage in that, right? Yes, indeed. Uh, and I will say that your sweater, Neil, is actually an example of Fair Isle. Oh. If it were actually knit and not printed on a tent, tent fabric. <laughs> on a piece of plastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, hmm. Faroe Isle patterns are seen most commonly on Christmas sweaters and skiing sweaters and stuff like that. I like that. All right. Well, that'll conclude today's episode. Another big thanks to Peter, and thank you for your support. And uh, for Matt, Jeff, Neil, and myself, that was Triviality. (laughs) What kind of eggs does Gwyneth Paltrow hand out on uh, Easter? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good joke. Jade ones. That's a clean joke. Where does she hide them? (laughs) (laughs) The Easter Easter Bunny can't find Gwyneth Paltrow's eggs to hand out. Oh,